Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind had the funeral rites for the Shaheed Sikhs performed in Amritsar. We heard how the wounded were taken to surrounding villages for treatment and how they all returned to Chabal at that same day for Guru Hargobind's daughter's wedding, Bibi Viro. The last chapter ended describing how the devtas, the gods from heaven, came down to earth to serve at the wedding, knowing that the warriors of Guru Hargobind were tired from battling all day. Chapter 18 now begins describing how after nearly two hours after sunset, the Purot, the Brahman to officiate the wedding, went to Guru Hargobind and said, Great King, we should no longer delay. We should perform the wedding. At that moment, the messenger went to call the groom's side to the wedding. He went to the father of the groom, Dharma, and said, Bring the groom with everyone. The Guru has recognized his time and has called you all. Hearing this, the groom's side quickly got ready. The musical instruments sounded off in front of them as they were traveling to the spot of the wedding. Along the way, fireworks were being shot into the air. They did all the familial and traditional Vedic rites inside where the wedding took place. They all sat down. The groom, who looked so beautiful, was there. They did the worship of Ganesha and the nine celestial bodies, as was tradition at the time. They lit the wedding fire at that point. Right near the wedding was also a Turk Mughal fort. So at this point, it was quite dark at night, but in the fort, there was just a sole guard there. And he looked over and saw the light coming from the wedding. He saw the torches all around the wedding area. And he began to think, he said, now who is making such a clamor and a racket here with all these lights and torches? It looks like the guru of the Hindus is here. I heard that he had sent the emperor's force running in battle after k- killing a great number of them. And now he's coming up here, setting up camp. So he thought this and then he loaded his matchlock rifle. He was at the top of this fort and he was hoping to just take a pop shot, take a shot without letting anyone know. He wasn't going to call out or anything before shooting. He was thinking he'd take this shot at them in a crowd and that they would all run away and they wouldn't know who shot at them. But death itself was leading him to ready his rifle, which he was aiming at the crowd of Hargobin and the entire wedding party, which was lit up from all sides from the lamps and torches. He pressed his match into his rifle while aiming at Guru Hargobind and at that point his rifle barrel exploded. A great crack sounded off. The bullet reversed in direction because of the barrel bursting and it hit that guy's face. He died so quick he didn't have time to even yell out in pain. There was no one there to even help him. He just laid there and got the fruit of his horrible action. When the army of Guru Hargobind heard the sound of a rifle going off, they immediately grabbed their weapons they readied themselves, they got up to get their horses ready, and they called out to the six near Guru Hargobind, saying, Why are you guys just sitting there? Ready yourselves. It looks like a large army is nearby. Guru Hargobind heard this and then exclaimed, Everybody remains seated. No enemies have arrived here. In the fort nearby, a Turk is dying. His rifle exploded, it backfired. He tried to shoot without anybody knowing. This coward in hiding tried to fire at us. And from this injustice, he's got his reward of death. Understand that a time will come when all these forts of the Turks will come crumbling down. In saying this, then the ceremony is preceded. All the supplies for the wedding were brought in. The Brahmin called in the bride, Bibi Viro, and she sat down with the groom in front of the fire. So all the traditional familial ceremonies were performed. The Lama were performed beautifully there. 
Everything was completed to the full, and then the groom's side went back to their camp. The servants of the Guru ensured all the best food and drinks were available to them. From the great power and glory of Guru Hargobin, everybody slept peacefully that night, devoid of any fear. In the next morning, the dowry was prepared at the command of Guru Hargobin, great amounts of jewelry, gold, pearl necklaces, which were all prepped by Mata Damodri, were packed up, readied. There was also silk clothing, very fine wool from Tibet, and other clothing which had beautiful embroidery on it. Also in the dowry was a very fine, strong horse, and in the most exquisite manner this custom was carried out. Both Tarama, the father of the groom, and Sadhu, the groom, clasped their hands together. They bowed down to the lotus-like feet of the master, Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind waved his hand over Sadhu's head, and in doing so made Sadhu greatly imbued with vast power. At that point, Sadhu also bowed down to his mother-in-law, Mata Damodari, who gave him blessings as well. Sadhu then bowed down to the other wives of Guru Hargobind, Mata Marvahi, Mata Nanaki as well. He received blessings from them all before then meeting lovingly with the other family members. At the request of Guru Hargobind, the palanquin for the couple was brought in. The palanquin had pearls embedded all around it. Along this trim was also gold bits embedded. So this fancy palanquin was brought in front of Guru Hargobind. Mata Dumodri met with her daughter Bibiviro. She had heavy tears in her eyes. At that moment, all the other family met with Bibiviro with great love. Before she got on the palanquin, everybody gave their blessings. Afterwards, Guru Hargobind met with Bibiviro. Bibiviro was crying greatly by now. Guru Hargobind, like a father, when looking at her daughter, leaving after getting married, had tears fall from his eyes as well. Guru Hargobind placed Bibiviro on the palanquin, the doli, and there were some servants there to hold up the palanquin. All the groom's side at that point came and bowed down to Guru Hargobind. With respect, everybody bid farewell to the groom's party and Bibiviro. Everybody left in such happiness. People were throwing money over the palanquin, making it rain. Dharma, the father of the groom, was just in such bliss there. In this matter, the marriage of Guru Hargobind's daughter, Bibiviro, was conducted. It was at that moment where Guru Hargobind was seated with his Sikhs. Bidichand at that moment said, you know, this area now has become so pure and auspicious from this wedding. The wedding was arranged elsewhere, but now it was performed here. Who can understand your divine play, Guru Hargobind? Guru Hargobind replied saying, a time will come when this area will be built up as well. Sikhs and saints will come here to bow their head down to worship. They will receive the fruit of their desires and become householders. Those who come here in the month of Jait, the month of Jait is around mid-May to mid-June. So on the 26th of that month, they will receive an even greater reward for them receiving the darshan here. So it was in the year of 1679, Bikrami, that Guru Hargobind married off his daughter. That would make it around 1622 in the Western calendar. So Guru Hargobind performed the wedding in this manner and stayed with the family in this area for some days. Everyone in the camp got back to their daily duties. The warriors remained strapped. They all had the desire to mount up and ride out. All the carriages and palanquins were readied. And then, at a moment, the family all mounted up as well. Guru Hargobind had the family go ahead, and everybody reached the spot of Tarantaran, which is about 27 kilometers south of Amritsar. Guru Hargobind reached there with his five princes, his sons, his three wives as well. The wives were quite sad of their displacement from Amritsar. They were thinking that they were living so 
peacefully, so well off in Amritsar, and now everything had been left behind. They were thinking it was only such a small matter of the hawk which caused such a massive catastrophe. But who can say this in front of Guru Hargobind? Because whatever they say manifests quickly. We had stopped the cooks from giving out food to the Sikhs who had arrived there from Afghanistan. And because of that, the Guru had cursed us that the Turks will eat the sweets for the wedding. They didn't care at all that this would cause great trouble for them, that they were placing so many obstacles now in front of their own daughter's wedding. If we had our wise mother-in-law here with us, then she would have taken care of everything. But even then, we are well off surviving the battle. Everybody in the family is alive and well. We have survived. So it was in this manner that they were thinking, sitting around with each other, talking, worrying, saying that our whole family now is worried, thinking of the good times of the past. They were thinking, you know, this catastrophe came upon us randomly, all by itself. No one had any idea this would happen. Meanwhile, Guru Hargobind was mounted up, riding with his warriors. The drums from his army were sounding off. Slowly, slowly, they reached Tarantaran Sahib. Guru Hargobind and the group saw an appropriate spot on the south side of the Gurdwara to set up their encampment. They set up all the tents there. All the warriors then rested there. They then bathed in the beautiful Sarovar. It was extremely hot there and they all sat near the Sarovar after bathing. This was a great pilgrimage spot of Guru Arjan Devji. In seeing the great glory of the spot, Guru Hargobind then explained the importance of this Tirith. Listen, those who bathe here will have their desires fulfilled. Any great pain or anything, their sins from countless lives, they will all get washed away here. For those women who don't have a son, if they bathe here on Masya, the darkest night in the moon cycle, they will be overjoyed with the blessing of a son. And any other desire that they have while bathing, one should have faith that they will receive what they desire. This pilgrimage site has a great importance. On the days of Masya, the darkest night of the month, there should be gatherings here. So Guru Hargobind said this and then they all remained seated there for some time. Meanwhile, the food was being prepared. Guru Hargobind ate there along with everybody else and they rested again. After a short siesta in the early afternoon, Guru Hargobind then readied himself and the others. He said, it's not that hot anymore. We should continue forward on the path. And at that point, the drum sounded off to mobilize the force. And they all started going towards Govind Vasav. They all bowed down at the site associated with Guru Arjun Devji Tarantaran Sahib. Then they mounted up on their horses. They also had the palanquins and carriages go ahead. Guru Hargobind, the destroyer of the enemies, followed behind along the path. And that's how chapter 18 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Emperor Shah Jahan hears of his troops in Amritsar getting decimated. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh,